Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, another mommy running. And it's so good to be back. I have missed podcasting so much and I have some really exciting news to share for the new year 2020. I have stepped out of my role at the school where I was placed and I am headed back to work in my consulting business and I've got some really amazing projects that I am going to be working on this year. I have a software company overseas that is starting a new platform and I am going to be developing courses for their social emotional learning for their students that are English as a second language in the adolescent ages of schooling over there. I am working on a blog with another company where they are publishing tips to help parents that are homeschooling in their homeschooling journey. So I'm really excited about that. I love blogging and I have my own blog that I'm ready to get back into writing as well. And I just have so much to be grateful for. So many more opportunities out there. I have several families that I'm ready to get back working with and helping their parents and helping the students and the siblings so that we can really start 2020 off to a great academic year. So that is my exciting news. I come out of the school building very excited, although emotional. It was um, a learning experience for me. I have realized a lot of things about policy and a lot of things in the political world of school and the business world of schooling that were not something I was prepared to tackle or digest. I am more of a teacher person. So I love to support that role and helping the individuals that work with the students every single day, day in and day out tirelessly. And I got to meet some amazing educators during my short stay in the charter school's world. I was so so grateful to learn about high school and work with students that could drive. That was an eye-opening experience. I was grateful to work with teachers that had never taught before, first-year teachers, teachers that never went to school to be a teacher, um, stay-at-home moms that came back, and this was their shot at a new career. So it was just awesome. It was wonderful to get to meet and be with so many amazing people that I will miss But I am so glad to be out of that environment. It was very disheartening and toxic how hard the teachers work every day and the political aspects of our education system just 
they're not pro-teacher. It's really hard to watch and support. And I do want to talk a little bit about the expectations of the teachers in today's society because that's something that I learned a lot about and that I'm really taking with me on this next phase of my journey with educational consulting. So in the situation that I was in with a school, I noticed that there are a lot of barriers that run interference on what teachers are trying to do for children. And it kind of tugged at me in a different way this go around because I had a huge sense of understanding of the parent aspect of what students can do, should do, should be held accountable for, um, and what their purpose is in being part of the educational community. The parents that I have worked with in the private sector with homeschool consulting, they are just amazing in terms of wanting all of the onus to be on the child, wanting the child to feel what it's like to have failures and make mistakes and learn from those things. And when the parent serves as a teacher or a facilitator of what their child is learning or independently studying, it's absolutely beautiful because the child feels safe to explore and grow, but the child also has confidence instilled to ask for help and to know that there are some parts that might be a little bit difficult, but that's okay. And when I went back into this last setting of this school, I learned about this whole different culture of parents um, that are really tough on teachers and really put a lot of expectations on the teacher to make sure the child didn't fail or didn't experience failure, that the child was lowered in terms of standards because of the perception that a a poor mark or a poor score would demotivate the child. And I hated seeing that because I noticed this group of students that I had never noticed before that wanted, instead of their parents to advocate for them to be learners and leaders and explorers, right along with them, they wanted their parents to buy them out of any kind of accountability. And that was scary because teachers were put in situations where they had um, parents demanding to change grades or make things easier. Um, They questioned every single thing that the child was expected to do and learn 
and it really undermined any kind of autonomy that the teachers had in terms of being the content experts and knowing what the child was going to be expected to do in high school and post high school and beyond. I see where that is in our society too. I see the need for so many courses before um, undergraduate work. I see so many students in high school struggling through writing papers and with the internet and with the availability for students to cheat or get other people to help them with their work, it comes down to what's going to happen on some of these entrance exams and um, it it's kind of frightening what we are setting our kids up for when it comes to jobs and internships and independence. So I step back from that to give a couple different takes on those messages and how it changed me as a parent, how it changed me as a teacher, and how it changed me as a consultant. And one of the things that it changed me in terms of parenting is really putting a lot more on my fifth grader and my second grader and even my kindergartner to own up um, to making learning part of their responsibility and me being a resource and a guide and a tool, but not a teller. I noticed my son was making Christmas cards this morning and he has really adapted to this push He had asked me a couple different times how to spell the teacher's name um, of the card that he was filling out. And he was clever enough to write the spelling on another piece of paper so that he could see it. And then he would have his own spot to write it on both the card and the envelope because he knew he was going to have to rewrite it a couple times. And I thought, gosh, that's a great example of independence in my six-year-old. He has recognized that I'm going to help him, but that he also has to build his own ladders of scaffolds and supports. And I was excited to see him do that. My fifth grader, it has been a struggle this year and last year. She made a huge jump from her fourth grade teacher not doing a lot of independent work to now this fifth grade teacher putting a lot on the students and I'm so grateful for that. She's getting her ready for middle school. She's teaching her to take care of her time management. She's teaching her what it's like to meet a deadline, what it's like to break a deadline. And yeah, my child has totally had to stay up until 11 o'clock at night working on a paper by herself. And I told her, When I get up in the morning, I'll take a glance at it, but you waited till the last minute. And so go ahead and get that done. And then when I'm able to glance at it, I will. And not to to be cruel or ruthless, but, you know, I don't give her the answers right away. When she has a question, 
she's got a dictionary, a thesaurus, and tons of right there knowledge on the computer. So my support in her should be stretching and evaluative. It shouldn't be giving her how-tos because a lot of that stuff with technology, she doesn't need me for anymore. She had asked me a question um, when she was looking at the Percy Jackson series and she said, I need to look at the common and proper nouns. What do you think about Underworld? And I said, well, I don't know, just Google it. And I knew, but she needs to recognize that I want to be there to say, actually, you need a little bit more on the character analysis and you need to talk a little bit more about the people rather than give her an answer like you need a capital letter or it should be lowercase. Let her discover some of those things on her own so that she, one, has to read the explanation for it and she's taking on some of that learning for herself. So that was the parent lens that I got from learning at this last school. And the teacher lens that I got was we as a country and public educators, which was what I was in a public charter school, um, we have some exercises of compliance that our hands are tied to. And I hate that for true passionate educators who know how a child's brain works, who understand what inclusion looks like for students with disabilities and some of our really savvy, brilliant-minded educators out there that are being told day in and day out what they um, should be doing scripted in a classroom by consultants who have actually never taught in a classroom. So that's very scary to me that we still have instructional leaders and um, building administrators and state administrators that are coming in completely disconnected from what a classroom of 25 students from various socioeconomic backgrounds, various family dynamics, um, what that takes to educate them. And uh, as a teacher, it made me understand that teacher education programs are really important, that the model of current system that we have for placement of teachers might not be the best. We aren't putting the best candidates in front of students because of the shortage. We're putting anybody in front of a student and not anybody can teach. I there it, there's a huge difference in it being a homeschool teacher to your parent to your child and a parent child relationship and being able to facilitate learning for 25 students of all different types of all different learning styles in the 21st century with technology collaborative learning cooperative learning and standards based instruction and that that idea that anybody can just walk in and be a teacher it's really hurting schools so I hope that when we 
reform teacher education programs. We also reform what that looks like when we put qualified people in classrooms. And I understand why we can't right now because there aren't there aren't enough teachers to fill the vacancies in schools. But our our kids are suffering and that's that's something that that really um, hit home as a teacher. And there's a lot of pressure on great teachers to teach everyone else around them to be a teacher rather than getting to focus in on their kids. And that was disheartening to see that in a building. Um, it's great to have collegial support, but we are asking way too much of our great teachers and that's why they're leaving and that's why they're going and getting different jobs and it it's a cycle that is very scary to watch as a mom and as an educator as a consultant from my lens of what i learned technology is faster than we are learning how to implement in any kind of educational sector. Uh, There are two and three-year-olds that can do more with an iPad than what we had means to do when we were two and three years old. And I'm almost 40. So that ages me and lets you know that I've seen a vast variety of technology as a student, as a teacher, as a student again, And then as an educational consultant, the work that we do has to be shaped by the technology and the advances in our society because technology will only grow. And in every career, whether it is McDonald's or the QT or... HVAC work or your cashier at Aldi, your manager at the city barbecue, any of those places, you have to be able to grow with those advances in technology. It's no longer an excuse to say, I haven't used that or I haven't done that because children are learning faster. They are able to put together slideshows, Excel sheets, documents, share, collaborate at an early elementary age. We have to be able to do that, know how to do it, and know how to teach it to make things even better. So I'm excited to get to work with these different companies overseas. I'm excited to learn about the different apps that are coming out in 2020 for educators, for students, for tutoring, for homeschooling support. It's not going away. It's only going to shape our world. And it, it's something that I feel we have just as much of a responsibility as a parent and as a teacher and as a consultant as humans to know how to use technology and support kids because that's all they're going to know when they are our age. So I'm really excited for 2020 and I have 
some great things that I'll be sharing on my personal blog. I have some awesome things that I will be helping out with as a PLC coach. I've got some really cool tools on my Teachers Pay Teachers page to share with you guys. I am excited to be a guest blogger overseas. I'm excited to do more work with universal education. And I just am grateful for the time that I was away to learn some of the pieces that I need to get better at so that I can support more. And that just, that excites me. That ignites my passion for 2020. And I can't wait to take you all on this journey with me. So thank you for tuning back in to Another Mommy Running. And I hope that you will join me as we continue our adventures. Happy New Year. 